Well, hello there, team. Wade Skalski here, problem solver, playwright, and founder of Clear the Field. Today's episode is this, the review of this week, episode four, The Wyatt Earp Effect and Survivor Bias. So uh, first thing I want to talk about is that the survivor bias topic, I kind of just kind of glossed over it a little bit, as well as, you know, Wyatt Earp's pretty simple, Um, you know, and you can go pretty deep on these. But what I wanted to do is I just wanted to make you aware of the possibility that these things exist, because that's to get you thinking, like, ultimately, you're going to be responsible for how these things are going to land, how these things are going to impact you in your life. And, and they may not be impacting you at all there. You may not be, you know, you may be surrounded by people who don't fit the bill of survivor bias or of the wider effect. But my whole job is to basically and and the, the job of clear the field is to be a pattern interrupter. OK, so you have a certain patterns in your life that are getting you certain results. And what I want to do is introduce a process for you that interrupts those results and those patterns that you have. And then you have to figure out, all right, am I getting the results that I want? And is what I'm doing working? But you interrupt that pattern a lot. Like it's, you do a review and you like, I do a review of this podcast once a week. Okay. And so in the, the review process is critical because I, I'm already bet one, I'm already better at it than I was you know, when I started doing the, the four weeks ago, uh, doing, you know, putting the clearly filled process in the actual podcast itself and breaking it up into, into bits, uh, into uh, little bits. Two is that I've already fleshed things out for myself and discovered things that are going to go into clear the field. Some things are going to be taken out and that's, it's an organic process because truth needs to be discovered and it needs to be remembered. And I don't, you know, everything that I have is going to be continue to get better. It's always going to be better for the person who listens to this podcast six months from now than the person who listens to it today. And the reason is, is because I'm constantly working on making it better. But the only way that I do that is, is constantly, constantly, constantly interrupting the pattern, interrupting the pattern. And so these things aren't necessarily going to be going to be totally exhaustive for you in terms of you're going to know everything about survivor bias, but it's going to introduce to you the fact that, oh, there is something called survivor bias, and maybe I should do some exploration of that myself in my working papers, because uh, there's a thing called Google where you can find out anything. I don't know if you knew that or not. So that's issue number one, is that I just wanted to clarify that. Issue number two is I did a quote where I, I'll say it a lot, where I said you have to be an active participant in your own survival, but I didn't give any attribution for that quote. And that's that's from a book by Pat Riley, whose title I can't remember that I read a hundred years ago, but it's every once in a while, something will stand out in a book and it will stick with me. And and that that exact sentence, I wanted to make sure that I gave attribution to that book. It's to Pat Riley. So that way I'm, I'm, I'm clear on that. The other issue I want to talk about a little bit was I have made references in, in this week I was talking about, you know, my NBA statistics and I could talk about it over a beer at a bar. Uh, I don't actually drink now. And I, I had a, a 20 year uh, carnival ride with beer and uh, margaritas, which are delicious. And uh, right now I'm not drinking. I've stopped drinking. And that the reason why I say that is because I know that part of the people that I help and clear the field are, are out of out of sort of the triage mode of addiction and they're in the maintenance mode. And I don't want anything that I say to sound like, oh, it's awesome to go talk, you know, talk about stats at a bar or whatever. And it's their responsibility to figure that out for themselves. But but, you know, I wanted to be clear and honest that I'm not drinking right now. So when I make references to that, it's sort of references to things in my old life because sometimes they're funny and and sometimes they're sad. So uh, I, I had a drink named after me at a, at, a, at a bar because I went there so many times and, and ordered the same thing so many times. And I thought that was really cool 
back in the day. And that's actually not that cool. So, uh, you know, those are learning experiences for me and, and the perspective I have is a lot different. And, you know, I know that the relationship with alcohol for everyone is different and some people can have a healthy relationship with it and some people can't. And that's something that in my life I've always explored, but I wanted to be honest with people that that's not, you know, I'm not trying to sound cool. If I, if I bring a reference up to that, because I'm going to clear that up right now, I definitely have been uncool and uh, a majority of the errors in my life in terms of that I have made can be directly, uh, a line can be directly drawn to sort of that lifestyle for me. And um, it was, that lifestyle wasn't working and I did a whole one man show about it. So, <clears throat> so that's, that's something I wanted to clear up on that. Okay. Now some other issues as well is that uh, I wanted to also reemphasize on the, first of all, I spelled it Paulette Shore. I guess that autocorrect, but it's a Paulette Shore on the title. So I got to clear that up, clean that up. Uh, I am digging the, the sort of the title, the, the title structure that I've settled on. So where it's the, the number dot, and then the, you know, ABC, ABC or D, then a dash then it will say, okay, it's the review of, or the restart of capital letter dash, and then the title without quotes, capitals, like a title. So, uh, that I picked that, obviously I got to know how I sign off my sign off catchphrase, which is, um, there is no end if you stay on the path. Cause I was struggling with that on what I had. I'm in my Ford F-150 now and I had to go make sure I memorized it because uh, I was struggling with that when I didn't have it in front of me. But, uh, and I do like the mix between mobile and uh, doing it, uh, doing it at, in my office, because sometimes like today's not a good day. I'm just not going to make it in terms of, I didn't do it right now, mobily in the, in the, in Ajax, my, my, my Ford F-150 with, uh, if you, if you don't name your cars, you should. Just so that's, that one's for free, not part of clear the field. That's just a weighed suggestion. Um, you know, name your car. And the reason is, is that when you are playing the, can I make it game with your gas, you want to talk to your car with its name and it will respect you and increase the chances of that. You're going to make it. So name your car. My Ford F-150's name is Ajax. Our Honda's name is Beatrix. And that's basically sort of their, their little extensions of our family. So it's Wade, Kristen, Madeline, Luke, are the two parents and two children, Lily the dog, Ajax the Ford F-150, and Beatrix the Honda Accord. So that's our family. We take care of them uh, as the best that we can with self-care and maintenance. So uh, name your cars. That one's for free. The, the, other, the other challenge, too, is that I was thinking about this, is that it's, these are tough things. If you're involved with someone that has helped you and that you have gotten results from, it's very difficult to evaluate that person. And the reason is, is because that coach or mentor can always fall back on, I have more experience than you. And so these things that you're feeling can be explained in this way. And there will always be an explanation that makes sense based upon what they're doing because that's their job. But you, you want to get to a point where you are not dependent upon anyone in terms of your agency. You do not want to give your power and agency away to anyone. And people are to assist you in what you're trying to accomplish. You're supposed to work together. A coach is not, a coach is not, uh, you know, the, the old school Bear Bryant, the coach is the authority no matter what. That doesn't work anymore for many different reasons. One, but that's, it's, you are working together and there's an agreement where it's like, I will follow you. You're going to help me. And, but you're going to help me assist me with my goals. And the agreement is, is that you're not going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to listen to you. And that's actually an incredibly difficult thing to accomplish as a coach 
it's incredibly difficult to not leverage your authority to make things easier because sometimes it's just people are tired. They don't want to have a collision on something. They don't want to collide with someone on something. It's just easier to say. It's like when you're a parent and, and your child asks you, well, why do I have to do that? And you can just say, I said so. Well, you're relying upon your authority instead of persuading them uh, as to why that's a good idea for them. And then, you know, do you want your kids to trust you in terms of that you have their best interests in mind and that there's a reason for what you do? And if you, the more you can explain to them the reasons and make them understand and kids speak, the, the less pushback that you have and the less times you have to use your authority. Now, sometimes you have to use your authority no matter what, because your kids are immature and all of that. But, but the same way with coaching, it's like you want to be able to make sure your people understand and are feel safe with what you're trying to coach them through so that when there is something that collides with them and interrupts a pattern that is sacred to that person, uh, that you can start to sort of chip away at it. And that's why the, the whole purpose of the clear the field process has nothing to do with me. The whole purpose of the clear the field process, and that's the whole purpose of the wide Earp and survivor bias coach, this podcast this week is to be like, look. You've got to be aware of the attractive character. You've got to be aware of, of falling in line with people and then giving, ceding your agency to them and just accepting their authority. Like you're an adult, okay? If you're not an adult yet, you're going to be an adult. So uh, everyone here is an adult or on the path of becoming an adult. I don't know if I have any minors listening to the show, but if I do, uh, you know, stay in school. So, but the ultimate goal of the, the clear the, the uh, field method, the clear the field process is to turn you into your own coach, and then you go, you outsource and delegate things you need to learn because it takes a long time to learn things on your own. Like if you were to get a, you wanted to learn karate and you wanted to get a book on karate, um, you could learn it now, but it's going to take you a long time. And then it's, it's when you you're get into a fight and you use it, you're going to learn it even some more, right? So getting a coach, you know, the term sensei, it only means someone who's gone before, it's just someone who has more experience than you. It's not, there. there's a quote that, that, that you know, uh, I wrote down once during my meditation, which is that uh, people are neither gods. People are neither gods nor monsters. They are me. And what that just means is, is that you may attribute godlike powers to someone. You know, people get starstruck by people all the time. And if you were to meet, I use Tom Brady as an example, just because he's going to the Super Bowl for the ninth time. And hate, hate the Patriots, love the Patriots. I don't really care about the Patriots. I care about excellence. I think that's something that they have a system that's amazing. And then people will say, oh, well, they cheat. Yeah, okay, I get it. It's, there's bumps and bumps and bruises. Well. Just this, the overall concept is what I'm talking about. Let's not get embroiled in in your Cleveland Browns. So I, I'm a, I'm a Washington Redskins fan, which gives me a moral dilemma all the time. But I have to explain, yes, my team is, is, uh, some people have a problem with their name and I get it and it's not politically correct. And so then I'm like, Oh, well, should I, should I call them the Washington football team? And it's so I, you know, everyone, every 31 teams don't have to go through that. I have to go through that, but I, they're my team. Like I, that's who I root for. I mean, I was born in DC. I went to law school in DC. My wife is from Virginia beach. She was born in DC. Uh, so uh, how did I get on a Washington Redskins uh, topic? Anyways, that's my football team. Uh, and uh, I totally lost my train of thought right there because I got embroiled in a PC conversation with myself. I was like, oh, should I just... So anyways, but my point... my Oh, that's right. The God, people are, are neither godlike or, or, or monsters. And so... But they're me, meaning that they're humans, that they're capable of both, obviously. You know, but at the end of the day is is that they, they always come back, hopefully, to being human. And so you cannot attribute... Uh, those characteristics to people all the time. And you you cannot just give away your power as a human being to someone because 
you have the you have the choice to be godlike or a monster. That's your choice. That's the character that you have to develop, and that's what the you know life is a question, and you you how you live it is the answer. You have to give that answer. You can't give that to someone else. And if you give that to a coach, you can always blame the coach if it doesn't work. You can always say, oh well, I did what they said and it didn't work, and my failures are their fault. No, you're the the one of the core principles of clear the field is you are 100% responsible for your life. But wait, there are these these negative things that are happening to me, and 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 yes, I 100% understand. Everyone has negative things that happen to them. Yeah, but wait, I've been so unlucky. Yes, and at the end of the day, you can go through the whole processes of I'm I'm unlucky, and this horrible things has happened to me. But at the end of the day, when you work through all those emotions, you're still at a place where your life is determined, your results are determined by your actions, and so you can give that up to to the events that happen to you, or you can take your agency and you can do the best that you can with the hand that you're dealt. You know, there's a there's a quote by Voltaire, which says that it talks about the hand that you're dealt. And it's like, you know, we're all, you know, you, everyone's dealt a hand and then life is how you play that hand. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn says there's the set, you know, everyone has bad weather in their life, but it's the set of the sail that determines how they go. Everyone, you know, has it rains on them, it pours on them, whatever. Everyone has has problems. But the set of the sail is is where you go. So this this the review part of this that I want to bring up some more with the coaching is that the worst thing you can do is give up your agency to someone um, because you, you're smart enough to figure this out, okay, for you. And in fact, a coach cannot give you all of the answers. They can only give you a process that will help you discover the answers yourself. And when you discover those answers yourself, you go from belief to knowing, and then you're unstoppable. Because then it doesn't really matter what happens to you because you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah, you, you need knowledge. When I was in, a, in, in legal proceedings to get evicted, I was like, man, this really is not great. Uh, I'm not enjoying this at all. But I know that the process that I do for productivity and my life and dealing with issues was going to get me out of it. And it did. And even if it didn't get me out of it right away, I know that over time, there, that the next five to 10 years is inevitable that I will get what I want or close to it. And my dreams are big enough that even if I miss by half, we're doing awesome. And, and so that's the one thing that I want to make sure that you understand from the wider perfect survivor bias is there is no perfect coach. There is no one that you can just give your, give your agency and authority over to and just hope it works out because if it doesn't, you can blame them then. You are 100% responsible for what happens in your life. And you have the time that you have to play the cards that you have. And your character is going to be defined by how you do that. And, you know, coaches are there to help you to work with you. They're not there to work above you and to, to sort of like, you know, give manna from heaven and, and, and save you. Like, that's not, that's not what you want. You, you don't want to be saved. You want to save yourself. So that's the review for the wide Earp effect and survivor bias. And remember, there is no end if you stay on the path.